0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We are very happy to be joined right now by my friend Matthew Collar. He is the host of Purple Daily from 2 to 4 o'clock Central on Score North in Minnesota. He is on Twitter at Matthew Collar. He covers the Vikings up in Minnesota. He's joining us to help us preview this matchup on Sunday. Matthew, how are you doing this morning, my friend? I'm doing very well. How are you? I am doing all right. So last time we talked, I tried to get you to uh, get the Vikings to trade us Xavier Rhodes. How's that going up there in Minnesota? I've heard he's struggling this year. Uh,
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I was advocating trading Xavier Rhodes in the offseason because I thought that he was going to have a very poor year. And guess what? He's having a very poor year. Um, When you look at by almost any metric, whether you look at the pro football focus grades, whether you look at the quarterback rating when opponents are throwing at him, if you look at the penalties, he's been one of the worst corners in the NFL this year. And, um, you know, I think that that has a lot to do with the injuries that have piled up. And when you look at the history of cornerbacks who are the size of Xavier Rhodes, once they lose that one step, um, it becomes very hard for them to make up for it. And then we're also, than they ever had before, which is really hurting Xavier Rhodes. I mean, he was always at the top of the league because of just the way he plays, very physical, using his length and his strength to slow down receivers. But and now the referees aren't letting him really use his back that he's lost a step. And it's actually become one of the Vikings' biggest weaknesses is their cornerback play, which has not ever been the case before under Mike Zimmer.
0: So That's interesting you mentioned that, Matthew. The, the strength of the Chiefs is obviously the passing game. They're not a great running team right now, and even with Matt Moore last week, they decided to opt for more passing, less running, and they, they, they believed that that was their best game plan to win. Are you saying that against the Vikings, the best game plan to win once again will be trying to throw through the air even if Matt Moore is under center?
1: Yeah, no, I absolutely think that it is. And where a lot of teams have had success against the Vikings is in the short passing game. The Vikings uh, rank right now 18th in quarterback rating against, which is extremely unusual. They've ranked either third or fourth uh, every year over the last four years under Mike Zimmer. So to have teams completing a very high percentage of their passes and having success through the air um, doesn't usually happen a lot, but Trey Wayne's has not had a great year. Xavier Rhodes has not had a great year. And, you know, opponents, even Washington, when they when they played against them on Thursday night, found ways to move the ball kind of methodically down the field with shorter passes because they could just get open uh, and kind of hold on to the ball for a long time. We even saw that in the Vikings' loss against Chicago when Chase Daniel had to come in the game and then all of a sudden Chicago had to switch to a short passing game. And uh, that day they had a quarterback who could execute it. <clears throat> Uh, But, uh, you know, I mean, we've seen teams actually be able to successfully throw the ball against the Vikings, and I think this matchup is going to be pretty tough considering the weapons that Kansas
0: City has. I know on the flip side, everybody knows what Dalvin Cook has done and how bad the Chiefs defense uh, has been for much of it, but in the absence of Thielen, even when, like, he was coming towards that end, plus Kirk Cousins playing well, it seems like Stephon Diggs has completely shown up on the end of his early season, maybe complaints about the way he was being used in the offense. If Thielen were to go, and I guess tell me how close he is, What you know? how are they going to regulate how much time Diggs gets considering how good he's looked for the Vikings?
1: Yeah, I think they're going to walk a fine line with Adam Thielen because they know how valuable he is, but they also know that this is a big game, and he's going to be a, a game-time decision, so we'll see there. I tend to always push toward, and I would do this if I were the Chiefs with Mahomes, giving guys more rest, making sure they're 100%, because last year the Vikings tried to push um, Delvin Cook when he had a hamstring injury. They did the old, we're going to put him on a snap count sort of thing, and then guess what? He reaggravated it, and he was out uh, even longer, and they don't want to make that same mistake with Adam Thielen because he's such an integral part of the offense. But I think what Stephon Diggs did over the last four weeks was basically send a message to the Vikings and to the league that, you know, he is a true number one wide receiver who's been a 1A or a 1B to Adam Thielen because it's a great tandem and they split the throws uh, between the two guys. But if Diggs is the one that your shutdown corner tries to lock onto, Diggs is going to win that matchup. And, And he's always known that and believed that. And I think that that was a huge part of his frustration was, you know, when you're building an offense around a running game and not around the two wide receivers that are Pro Bowl caliber that had 100 catches each last year, um, you know, that's really not the way to win in 2019. And I think that was his biggest frustration. And then there's, you know, some ancillary things, too, of, you know, can Kirk Cousins ever show up in a big game? That still has yet to be shown since he's been a Minnesota Viking. And then there's you know, the, the contract that Diggs signed was probably way too team-friendly last year. So there's a, you know other things that are kind of floating around in the air, but I think his main beef was why aren't you throwing it to the guys who can get you the biggest plays? Well, it turns out he was right. <laughs> they started throwing him uh, the ball, and look at his last three weeks, seven catches each each game and over 140 yards each game, which is uh, the first guy to do that since Randy Moss. So he's in pretty good company and, and really did put his money where
0: his mouth is. We're talking with Matthew Collar. He's the host of Purple Daily on Score North in Minnesota. You can follow him on Twitter at Matthew Collar. He joins us here on the leadoff on 610 Sports Radio. Just a couple minutes left with you, Matthew. I am curious, over the last couple of weeks, the Chiefs have really kind of formed a defensive identity by blitzing the hell out of the last two opponents with the uh, Packers and the Broncos. It was super effective against the Broncos, and I was like, I don't know if this is going to work against the Packers with Aaron Rodgers on the other sideline then it worked again against the Packers. If they employ that same style of a game this week by blitzing the living hell out of Kirk Cousins, is that something that can be effective against this Vikings team?
1: I don't think it can uh, because Kirk Cousins is number one in the NFL in quarterback rating when he's blitzed. And if you look at his career, that's been the case for most of it. I think Kirk Cousins' biggest strength is being able to read a defense, know exactly where everything is going to be, Uh, where the openings are going to be, where his hot routes are going to be. And uh, as long as that blitz doesn't get home and he has time to throw the ball, he is an excellent thrower of the football. I think the best way to shake Kirk Cousins is to get interior pressure early in the game. So if Chris Jones is out there, then that would be the guy that I would be focusing on with the Vikings because when I've seen teams try to blitz him, usually he's great at picking it up. Now the one advantage that Kansas City is going to have is Arrowhead Stadium, so even if Cousins is good at spotting where the blitz is, that doesn't mean that he's able to effectively communicate that to everyone that needs to pick up that blitz. I mean, I think it's a good strategy for Kansas City at home to send extra guys, but when you're sending extra guys, that means you're leaving Stephon Diggs one-on-one, potentially Adam Thielen one-on-one. It opens you up to throws to the running back, as you saw quite a bit from uh, Eric yeah. Jones last week and those big plays, and, and I think it would be playing a little bit into the Vikings' hands to blitz against Kirk Cousins because that's one of his biggest strengths.
0: Have you seen an effective method for slowing down Dalvin Cook if they're trying to go that route instead? Uh no, not really. <laughs> no, I, I figured mean, that was the answer. Honesty,
1: no, there, there, really isn't. You know why? Because you can't tackle him. I mean, I, I seems I, important, Matthew. About that, that is important. That is important. <laughs> uh, the the comparisons to him, you know, maybe like Priest Holmes is who he reminds me of. He's a guy who can do absolutely everything, catch the ball, he can pick up blitzes, and once he's got that ball in his hands, it's really tough to bring him down because he's a great combination of shifty and powerful. And and so if you hit Delvin Cook after two yards, he's getting a five-yard gain usually, and that's what makes him so difficult. And then the fact that he can break a big play out of almost anything. I mean, Mike Zimmer said a couple of weeks ago he scored a touchdown against Detroit. It was a run from the two-yard line. He said, that's the most impressive two-yard run I've seen in a really mm-hmm. long time. And that's because Delvin Cook broke through three tackles, dodged the guy, and then went into the end zone. And, and you know, there really is no answer for him. It's just, you know, I think that if you're a smart defense going against the Vikings, the answer, though, is to probably say it's very hard in 2019 for a running back alone to beat us. So if you try to make a running back beat you as opposed to a passing game, you've probably got a better chance. If you, if you say, we're, we're not letting Delvin Cook beat us, so we're going to send extra linebackers in there and we're going to rush after him every time, well, then the Vikings are going to run play actions and get guys wide open down the field. And that's been the last four weeks is basically opposing teams trying to shut down Delvin Cook and chasing after him all day while Kirk Cousins is bootlegging outside and throwing to a one-on-one Stephon Diggs for a 50-yard game. So I, I think if you try to make the Vikings do it five yards at a time on the ground, you've got a much better shot than you do if they do it 50 yards through the air to Stephon Diggs.
0: The Chiefs have certainly tested that theory this year, (laughs) Matthew. Uh, Final question for you really quickly. What is your prediction for this game? you taking the Vikings?
1: I am taking the Vikings. I'm going on the assumption that Matt Moore is going to play and not Patrick Mahomes. It's a fair one. But not not in the blowout. I mean, I I think that this one has a close game written all over. could be very, very similar to the game against the Packers, maybe a one-score game. And I, I think there will be a good amount of scoring in this one something like thirty-one twenty-four, or something in that ballpark.
0: He's Matthew collar. You can hear him. He's the host of purple daily from two to four o'clock on score North in Minnesota. You can follow him on Twitter as well. He's a great follow at Matthew collar, Matthew. We always appreciate the time. My friend, thanks so much for hopping on with us today.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me.
0: You bet. That's Matthew collar of score North in Minnesota, joining us here on the lead off on Six Ten sports radio. All right. So I want to react to something he had to say. We'll get to that on the other side. Plus, I have a couple of baseball questions that I want to get to with Cody before we get him out of here. What's the plan with Alex Gordon for the Royals next year? And let's take an early look at the hot stove season. Are they actually going to be players in free agency this time around? We'll get to it all coming up. It is the leadoff on 610 Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.